0: Hello everyone and welcome to Sober Gay Podcast, the podcast that gives you a front row seat to inspiring stories of people who have found freedom and joy in living an alcohol-free life. Hosted by myself, join us each week as we have fun and engaging conversations with everyday people about their journey to sobriety. From the challenges to the triumphs, come get inspired and learn about the amazing lives of those living a sober life. I really hope you enjoy listening. Please rate, review and subscribe to this episode. Thank you. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Sober Gay Podcast with me, Sean. So today my guest is Cassie. Hello.
1: Hi, Sean.
0: How are you today? I
1: am good, thank you. How are you doing?
0: I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for spending your Sunday with me and having a chat with me to record this I really appreciate your time um but yeah if you want to introduce yourself to the lovely listeners and just let everybody know who Cassie is and just like an overall bio of yourself (laughs) oh
1: my god this always like makes me laugh because whenever you have to do this at work I'm always like oh my god who am I and what's really
0: (laughs) what do you do what do you do well you can tell me
1: yeah, <laughs> so i literally always like have like a checklist of things. So I'm always like, Hi, I'm Cassie. I'm 28. Uh, I relocated to Amsterdam uh, 18 months ago. Um, so yeah, I've been living here for 18 months. But originally from the UK, um, mm. I work in product marketing. Uh, this is literally my work spiel. Um, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, and yeah, I started my sober journey like eight months ago. Um, so. Yeah.
0: Amazing. How is it living in Amsterdam? You've been there for what? Oh, oh what is 18 months? I get confused with. A Do year and a half you in months it's like I can't yeah. calculate it in my brain. Is it a year and a half? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love it. Like it's such an incredible place and like so unbelievably different to the UK and London especially. Um I think I was kind of expecting it to be different. But how different it is, I'm like, it's such a different pace of life. Like, it's so, so incredibly different. To the point, people finish at work here at five. Yeah. Um, whereas, obviously, you know, in London, if you finish at, like, half five, people will be like, oh, are you part-time? Um, <laughs> And, like, here, if you finish past five, people are like, why are you working so hard?
0: <laughs> why are you working so late? What is wrong with you? <laughs> Go enjoy your life.
1: <laughs> yeah, literally. They're like, it's sunny outside. I'm like, oh, yeah.
0: Is that where you lived before then, in London, when you lived in the UK?
1: Yeah, I did, yeah.
0: And is that where you're from, like, originally?
1: No, so I'm from a town called Tunbridge Wells, which is in Kent, so I think it's about an hour outside of London, Um, and yeah, but then moved to London like eight years ago.
0: Lovely. Well, thank you for sharing a little bit about yourself. So, obviously, um, like, this podcast is about people's sober journeys people's stories and how they've become to where they are now um so if you want to go back to where you first ever started drinking um and what did that look like for you
1: god i was trying to remember this actually when i was looking over the questions and i was like it must have been when i was probably like 13 or 14 mm. um so i grew up around a lot of drinking um and it was i guess like just like everyone did it right, as in like, I grew up around it and then a lot of friends started doing it, Mm. Um, early from like the ages of, you know, taking the different spirits in your parents' cabinets and making like the most God awful concoction, and then just going to like a field with your friends. And I think that was probably like 13 or 14 starting to do that. Um, And if you weren't doing it, which is so bad, you were just considered like not cool or like you just weren't doing the right things. So, yeah, it was from a really, really young age um, around there. And it just sort of continued from there, um, to
0: be honest. So, yeah. And back then, yeah. It's kind of like gross looking back, isn't it? Because it's like, uh, I just remember, I don't know, martini was one of the things that like we used to steal. And it's like, uh, like the taste of it, even when, as an adult, it's not even that nice, it's like nice at all.
1: It's not as horrible. Like I literally had it, God, like a couple of years ago. And I was like, I can't believe that we would drink this just to get drunk. And now I taste it. I'm like, it's the worst thing I've ever tasted. Um, and I'm like, can't believe that yeah, we were just drinking bottles of that in a field.
0: Yeah, it's it was I feel like that you're I'm 28 as well, so I feel like we're the same age. I feel like that was very much like the thing that you used to do, like after school on a weekend, Friday night trying to get someone to get you booze like from the corner or like like steal from your mom and dad's like kitchen like, it's just I feel like it was just the thing to do wasn't it and I think it's just like it's it's such like it's such an ingrained thing in like especially in the UK it's like to feel like you want to like be part of like the cool gang or like that's like the normal thing to do but it's just like it can just escalate can't it
1: Massively and then but then you look at like I don't know if you also grew up like watching like skins and stuff like that and again yeah. it's perceived to be so cool to do that and like it would be like the year older than us would be doing it. and if we got invited along you'd then just like force yourself to drink even more and you'd be like oh my god this is horrible you'd be drinking like warm beers around people you didn't know and I'm like how is that considered normal because you speak to people they have the same experiences and you're like why is this like a was it like a passage for most people to follow
0: yeah like write a passage that's so funny that you mentioned skins because I was talking to my friends about that like the other day literally and it's like you just look at you used to watch that and you used to be like oh they're so cool. I know
1: and then you get to your late 20s you watch it you're like oh god can't think of anything worse.
0: I know literally oh my God but it's like I don't know about you but like I think we'll probably get into it a little bit later but I feel like I'm so glad that like we found this like, alcohol-free life quite early in our lives, because now I feel like we've like found a secret hack to life and it's like, this is so exciting. <laughs>
1: I couldn't agree. And I'm seeing more and more people as well that are like, who I never thought in a million years, which is what a lot of people have said about me. They're like, I never in a million thought you would ever quit drinking. Really? And then I'm seeing people that I feel the same about quitting and I'm like, my God, this is really picking up momentum.
0: So would you say like, so when when pe- when people think like they're surprised that you'd like kind of stop, is that kind of, is it because you maybe were kind of like the party girl of the group? Or like, was it just like a surprise, like a surprising thing that you'd stopped kind of thing?
1: I think it's sort of a mix, to be honest. I think yeah. firstly, it's I think a lot of people thought I would quit for a bit and not stick to it. Um
0: yeah.
1: Because that would be, I have ADHD, so consistency does not come easy to me. Um yeah. and then I think the other thing is yeah I was always the one at the end of the night it was like oh my god just one more don't be boring oh my god come on like you're only young once and stuff like that so I think it's yeah. also going from that to them being the one going I'm actually going to go home early everyone's like you've done such a u turn like what has happened
0: you're so different <laughs> but it's like you I feel like I don't know about you but I feel like you're empowered by that now it's like I've had a good night my social battery is like going down I'm ready to go home now and I've had a good night and it's like it kind of gives you confidence isn't it because it's like you know what I mean
1: 100 <laughs> 100 I think you also then you just you you're sort of forced to actually do the things you enjoy rather than like I used to do so many things that I didn't enjoy which was staying out until 4am yeah and I used to do it just so I could stay drinking and now I'm like actually you know what I love is going home and reading a book and I know to a lot of people they might perceive that as boring but that's what I enjoy and now I'm just doing that so I think it also just gives you the confidence to make a decision based on what you actually enjoy rather than what you feel like you should be doing or something like that.
0: 100% and it's like one of those things that like a lot of like other people that are alcohol free that say is kind of like the simple things and the small moments in life like you've just said reading a book is like your favorite thing to do and like actually that's just like the beauty of life because that's just like the most simplest things but like that can just make your day and it's just like so easy as just like reading a book.
1: 100% 100% and I think as well like you just yeah you start to appreciate all those small things so much more And I do just find that like leads to you being a bit happier because you're not just focusing on these big things that come around every now and then you're focusing on the small things that happen like every single day yeah Um, they're just generally
0: don't you think as well it's like when you're drinking it's a lot of like highs and like feeling really like drunk when you're high and like when you have a hangover it's like and feeling really low but like I feel like the linear like line of being like alcohol free is quite just like relaxing so you don't have the high highs and the low lows but like when you do have like those moments when you're reading a book quietly it's like that's my happy I am high yeah. here
1: <laughs> I completely agree I completely agree It sort of just redefines that up and down a bit like doesn't it, it makes it mm-hmm. way less severe so it's yeah. just you're just less volatile in general and like your life is less volatile
0: yeah exactly um so I'll go to a question now where I want to ask you kind of like what led you to stop drinking? So like, why did you stop drinking?
1: So I think like the knee jerk thing was, mm. to be honest, I woke up and I had the worst hangover like I had had in such a long time. Like I was so unwell, I felt horrendous and immediately within a like downward spiral. And then I checked my bank account and I was like, Oh my God, like how how did I spend that amount on just a night out? Really? Um, yeah. And I was like, damn it, like it's happened again. Um, so I was like, right, I'm gonna quit until I go away in February. Um, and then sort of after the days that when I was talking to a few people that had stopped drinking, and one of my friends suggested, why don't you just write a list of all the things why you don't want to drink anymore? Um, and I wrote this list and I was like, my god there's not an area of my life that it doesn't impact um and then i got very consumed just generally by like reading up on alcohol various different elements of like addiction and stuff like that and i think that was where i was like i actually think alcohol is probably more of a problem than i ever considered it to be right. um and i think i think the idea of like being addicted to alcohol is too black and white and I think if I say I was addicted to alcohol people sort of envision me they're on a park bench passed out with a tinny or whatever but actually the reality is is that I just kept doing something that repeatedly hurt me and I couldn't stop so there's still that level of addiction there and I think as soon as that twigged I was like why would I want to do this why would I keep doing this I hurt myself like I spent loads of money and all of this and I have like in my family there's like a sort of history of I guess you could also class it as addiction but like everyone drinks and it's caused problems for every single person Mm. and they still don't put it down and I'm like I want to be like I want to break that cycle like I'm sick of I'm sick of doing it like I want to see what I can achieve without it I want to see who I am without it as well and I've realized such a different person like so different to what I who I thought I was to be completely honest um and yeah so those sort of the knee jerk reaction then became this big reason and it's like oh my god it's like a list of like 30 things um and it sort of then became more about that rather than the hangovers although I am obviously glad that I don't have them anymore but yeah it became more around those huge reasons which are yeah your classic like mental health just generally how it makes me feel future how I want to like achieve all these things that I just don't think I could if I was drinking
0: yeah so it's, it sounds like it's it's definitely more than just like stopping drinking because it made me feel shit there was just like loads of other things that that was on your list that was kind of like oh and this and this and it's like oh actually like I actually really do want to try and just not drink because it's kind of seeping into other aspects of your life where you didn't think it was or you just you didn't think of it at the time I guess.
1: 100% I think it's really hard because it's like marketed as this fun, amazing, like social elixir and stuff like that. And it's so easy to focus on that. But then I think once you start to actually think like, okay, how many bad decisions have I made? And I would say 99% of them, I was drunk. And sometimes I don't even remember doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when you're like, oh, like this is actually a big problem. Um, And it's not just the hangovers, it's actually so much more than that. So yeah, the list was quite confronting. Uh, It was very confronting, actually.
0: (laughs) Do you still have that list or is it on your phone somewhere?
1: Yeah, I do. I keep the list because like, you know, 90% of the time I'm very strong in my sobriety and I'm very strong in that I'm like, I don't want to drink. But Mm -hmm. of course, there's always going to be moments that test you. And I feel like every time I'm like close to being tested, I'm like, look at the list. Like, why would you why would you want to do that? Like, why would you want to? bring
0: that element back into your life that's so great in a way like the list is quite helpful because it's like you can look back at it and um I feel like everyone has their own ways of I don't know looking back at why they I think there's always a reason why you stop drinking and Mm -hmm. I think that's quite a good like proof of like you can go back to it when you are feeling like triggered or that you want fancy like a drink or something like that. You can always go back to that.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think the first one is like you are incapable of having just one because it's so easy to rationalize sometimes with yourself and go, "But I could just have one. I haven't had a drink for eight months. Like I'm sure I could just have one and it will be fine." And yeah. then I look at this and I'm like, "You, you're not capable of that. Like I, I know I'm not. I would not have one. I would go on like an absolute bender and I." I just know that. So it's like the first one is like a very clear reason not
0: to do it. Definitely. And with the all the drinks that you can get nowadays, you can actually just like, you can actually cut the craving by actually having an alcohol free version. Like, I don't know. I think, I think I kind of know, I, I don't know you, but I feel like I know you because I've like watched you on TikTok. You do, do, you do have quite a following on TikTok. So I do follow you on there. So for all the listeners, like, that's why I'm like asking you some bits from your videos because I've seen them but I think you did one the other day or even this morning I think of like I could have had I had like these drinks last night and they were all alcohol-free drinks and it's like isn't that so good that we've got that to like have because before I can't I don't even think that that was possible I think there was just like a couple of alcohol-free beers but that I it has that been like a huge part of your journey as well like alcohol-free drinks
1: massively like such a big thing and I don't think I probably would have quit without it so like I think it's really weird so um, my partner and I were like on a walk actually and we were like talking about like oh maybe we should do this long term and this is before so I had quit like three days before and he was horrendously hung over and we had this long conversation about like the impact it was having on our life and yeah. then we just like turned the corner and we were like oh I don't know it feels like we'd be giving up so much and blah 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 and weirdly, we turned the corner and there's this completely alcohol-free store in Amsterdam. And literally, it was there on the corner. And I was like, "Oh my god!" So I think like we went in and just got loads, and we bought like a few wines. And we were like, "These actually taste quite good." And I think had we have not done that, I'm like, would we have even stuck to it? Like, because I think I still had these preconceptions that so much of it was a bit rubbish. To be honest, it was really sweet. Um, yeah. and yeah, I tried a few, and I was like oh these aren't half bad like some of them I tried I was like if you blind tested me against a wine I actually don't know if I'd be able to pick it out a really? an alcoholic one yeah and I was like and that just gave me like the motivation to then keep going back and you know just spend all my money in the shop for the first few months but then <laughs> I think it kept me like going um
0: you're like their number one customer <laughs> <laughs> you're like their number one customer
1: I think I
0: probably am. I literally love it so much. I'm actually good because I went to Amsterdam like in March and um, someone, I don't know if you follow her, but Steph, on on tiktok she yeah. went like a few weeks late and she said that she went to an alcohol-free shop so i'm guessing it's the same one as you're on about yeah and she it was, was- it's amazing yeah. and i was like oh damn it i'll just have to i'll have to go back i'll have to go back yeah,
1: to- no. it, honestly it's getting so much even in six months not just like with this shop i think they actually have two stores now which is quite impressive
0: wow. um
1: and there's so many more places that have non-alcoholic alternatives so like you know when you go out for dinner and you're like It's just nice to have like a glass of something that's not water. And I'm noticing more places are not just doing like Heineken Zero. It's like four or five non-alcoholic beers and maybe a non-alcoholic wine. And I'm like, yes, we love this.
0: Makes you feel like you're an adult, even though it shouldn't make you feel like you're an adult.
1: (laughs) I completely agree. I absolutely hate it when I'm like, can I just have a soda, please? I'm like, oh.
0: Yeah, it just, it makes you feel like, again, like when you go back to your teenage years, it makes you feel like you're part of the group. But yeah. even that but that's so mad that like alcohol has such a hold on everyone like that though. You know what I mean?
1: Oh I couldn't agree more. But well. That's
0: so good that um that it's got such a demand for it that they've got like two store. That's amazing. I love that. I
1: know, and they had a whole boat in um The Pride as well. It wasn't that uh, brand, but there's a a guy called Hirun, and I can't I don't know his second name, mm. or I can't pronounce his second name. Um oh. <laughs> because it's Dutch, but um he has created uh it's i think it's called like super and queer and it's like a group and they had a boat at pride and i was like this probably had like 40 people on it and i yeah. thought that is so incredible that given that there's such a huge demand for these boats and they won like an award i think like for best messaging or something they came third
0: oh wow and I think,
1: incredible like the tides it feels like the tides are definitely changing
0: yeah definitely you'll have to send me that and like if they've got like a page or something yeah um love it so exciting I just I just I don't know about you but you know when you just talked to someone else about being sober it's like I feel like you get each other
1: (laughs) yeah 100% because it's like we're still like so few but I still love it if someone's like I don't drink I'm like oh my god I'm gonna make you my best friend
0: (laughs) exactly (laughs) um so what are the benefits uh for you leading an alcohol-free life I know this is very big question, but yeah, what are the main things that you've kind of benefited your life in a positive way?
1: But I don't think there's an area of my life to be honest that it hasn't touched. Um, I would say, like, off the top of my head, and I know these are a bit cliched, it would obviously be like physically so much healthier, um, mentally a lot healthier, um, and just generally like in a much better place. I save a lot of money, um. I mean, I obviously spend it again, but was saved in the first place, I guess. But, you know, we can't <laughs> win them all. Um, And then I think, like, the other areas that I just didn't really realise it was going to impact me is, like, things like relationships. So, like, the, one of the big things is my partner and I don't... We've never been huge arguers when we're sober. Like, we have very good communication styles now, and we've worked on them and stuff like that. So if we aren't, weren't drinking if we had something we needed to raise, it would be raised in a healthy way. But if we have been drinking, we would have screaming matches, like, and, you know, we'd wake up and we would both be like, do you you remember why we were arguing? Because I don't. And that has just completely stopped. Like, we just, if we disagree, we have, like, a constructive thing. And that's just, in general, like, again, it would happen in friendships and other things, and it would just bubble over. And you'd be like, I didn't even remember saying anything. But what I could have done is had like an adult conversation. Actually, it's probably a misunderstanding and all of these things. So I think that's a huge benefit. And then I think the not blacking out off the back of that is a big thing for me. Like the amount of hours I lost was like getting increasingly more scary. Um, and yeah, now I'm like, I just don't have that. So I'm like fully present in everything I do um yeah. which is such a huge thing for me and I just to be honest never allowed myself to do that so it's a huge very positive change
0: yeah they're they're great things to bring up actually because I think I think no one's actually brought that up before and I think it's such a good point because I feel like that would have happened to every like a lot of people like co- having conversations about things that in an in a proper way and I feel like when you are sober, I feel like you do have those conversations and they're not as like heightened as when you're like, and then you're like, I can totally resonate with that, actually. <laughs> but that's amazing that you've both done it together. Like, that must feel so great.
1: Massively. And I think I'm always like, I've had a few comments that are like, oh, you don't know how hard it is as, like, doing it yourself. And I was like, I, I don't. And I'm so lucky that I don't because... I won't lie that if there was evenings at home where like I was feeling a bit weak and I was a bit like, Oh, I really want one. And you know, my partner opened a drink. I would probably be like, okay, I might as well like who who would know and stuff like that. Whereas because he's not um, and he's training for like a few marathons now, like he's so driven that I think it also like you just end up being driven together. Um, like we never thought we would be having a wedding where neither of us are drinking. And now our wedding is like, three and a bit months and we're not drinking um, and I'm like it feels still a bit weird but I'm like I'm excited for it.
0: Right tell me about your wedding are you excited to be a sober bride? Um, I know the answer already. <laughs>
1: I am I am and to be honest I at first was like it was always a thing that I was like I'm gonna break it on my wedding day and then I'm gonna continue yeah. and then I I can't actually remember where I heard it but I heard someone basically say Of all the days that you would not be fully present, why would you not want to be present on your wedding day? And I was like, God, that's such a good point. Like, I literally had never thought of it like that. And then I was like, I don't want to drink then. Like, I don't want to be drunk and not remember the day, a day that, you know, is going to be amazing and so full of love and stuff like that. And I'm like, why would I want to dim that down?
0: Yeah, and you'll be able to remember all of it. Like, imagine, that's so good. (laughs) I know, I'm
1: excited.
0: And also being in that point of, like, your, like, journey to actually realise that, like, oh, I actually don't want to have a drink at my wedding day. I actually, I'm, like, confident enough that, like, I know that I want to do it. (laughs) I know that I want to not drink.
1: agreed it took a while to get there but now we're there I'm like yeah I love it how are you feeling about your um wedding as well because you're getting married as well aren't you and um... I am
0: yeah but I don't know when yet we've we've just got engaged but even my fiance was like what so you're not gonna have like a champagne on your on our wedding day and I was like no (laughs) like I'm like he he still drinks and I'm so fine with that like it doesn't bother me at all but like I was like, no, I want to remember it. I'm going to be fine on my, like, because I've been to a few weddings, like, in the the past year, I've been to, like, three. I don't know, do you know when, like, all your friends just start getting married and it's like, you go to so many in a year. And I've been able to do three weddings sober and it's like, oh, my God, I can't wait to do my one. (laughs) So
1: that's so good. That's so good. I literally, I saw one of your videos saying that and I was like, oh, my God, hats off to you because I was like, I haven't done one yet. And the first one I do will be my own (laughs) wedding. And I'm like, that isn't, yeah. Because it's a long day, right, as well. Like, and you get more tired when you're not drinking, I think. Like, it sort of hits me at night now. And uh, I was like, well, hats off.
0: Uh, So, well, do you know what I found was, I feel like, I don't know, I don't know what time and stuff your wedding is, but I had my fr- a couple of my friends' weddings, they started at like two and then they ended at like 12. And I yep. felt like it was quite difficult <laughs> at the beginning because everyone was having their like chats with their drinks and things like that. But then after that, after a few hours, like food and like that kind of distracted me. And then yep. by like the time it was like everyone on the dance floor and stuff like that. Do you know when people get like really messy drunk, yeah by that time I had you have like a second spurge of energy so you're like oh I'm sober and I'm like dancing and just like (laughs) do you know what I mean yeah (laughs) it might be a different experience for you but like yeah I feel like you're gonna I think it's gonna be amazing
1: yeah I hope so just lots of caffeine it's fine
0: (laughs) yeah exactly um so if you had um what's my next question is it a tip yeah, if you have a tip for someone who wants to go sober for free, what would be your tip?
1: Um, so I think it would be to start with like micro goals. I think it is very daunting to say like, oh, I'm going to quit forever. Um, and I think you, it's a bit like um, signing up to a marathon before you even started running at all, or something like that. You're giving yourself this huge goal, which can seem really daunting, and you either will thrive. Or it could just push you back. So I'm like, start with like micro goals. So for me, it was like, okay, firstly, I'm gonna start with like 40 days and I'm gonna do that. Or like I did one week before I quit Philly, I did like a weekend away and I was like, I'm not gonna drink on this weekend away. My first ever trip, not drinking. And I was like, that. that I'm gonna just do that. And like going to the occasional sort of thing, or maybe not drinking like our dinner or something like that, and just start with these like tiny goals that then like for me when I woke up in that trip and I was like oh felt quite good whereas normally I would wake up feeling horrendous so like a month later I was still drinking and I went to Paris and I was drinking a lot and I woke up on the Sunday and I felt god awful like to the point I hated the whole day and I was like I just want to go back to Amsterdam like I really feel late. so I didn't enjoy it like whereas when I was in Cologne the previous month like we were up early and explored and we enjoyed the whole day and I was like it's such a massive difference and I think things like that those smaller goals sort of just made it easier to achieve and then I think you see the benefits and then those bigger goals feel way less daunting like saying you're going to quit for six months feels scary but then once you're a month in you're like no I can probably do this for a couple more months um and then it just sort of snowballs. So I think it's just, yeah, setting those micro goals.
0: That's such a good tip actually, because like even if someone was listening to this episode and was thinking that are not like fully like alcohol free or anything yet, and maybe like toying with the idea of going sober and are like sober curious, that is such a good thing to, Um, that's a good tip because they could be like, ooh, I'm going on a weekend away in a couple of weeks. I'm still drinking but like maybe on that weekend I can just try not not drink and see it and see how it goes and even like journaling it and see how you feel and you don't have to go like full on alcohol free straight away you can just like test it out and I think that's such a good tip
1: yeah a hundred percent and I think like you will I would say 99% of people when they test it out will be like oh this is a quite good actually um and then, yeah, you tend to then maybe want to do it. But I also think it's like still an achievement, right? Like you could do six months and then go back to drinking and it would be an incredible thing that you've done for six months. Like it's not failing. But even if you just give yourself a break for that weekend, it's still a good thing.
0: Exactly. Don't put too much pressure on yourself, isn't it?
1: 100 um,
0: percent. So if you had to describe uh, living alcohol free in one word, what would it be?
1: Um, God, uh, I would say maybe like clarity. I feel like it gives you clarity in like every single aspect of your life. And I know that sounds like such a huge statement to make, but I'm like, it really does. It gives you obviously like it removes a lot of your brain fog. So, like, generally, your mental abilities are much better. But I think it gives you a lot of clarity in other things like relationships, um, just how you feel about yourself maybe things that are going wrong, um, all these other things. And it gives you so much clarity. Like I think before I started, even when I'd written this list, I didn't realize until probably the last couple of months when I've sort of been working through things with my therapist. And I'm like, wow, so much of this is down to alcohol. And I think it brings a little clarity by removing it because you're like, Oh, I probably wouldn't have done that then. And And I just think it gives you just, I don't know, just a really clear view of everything. Um, and just allows you what you don't have a clear view of you have a genuine ability to actually then work it out um so yeah I think clarity would be the one I mean there's loads of words but yeah I'll I'll choose that one
0: (laughs) yeah definitely I hear you like clarity and like optimism for the future that you'll know that you're going to have control of like how you're going to feel and all that stuff is just yeah I completely agree with you 100 percent um Oh, thank you so much for today. It's been so nice chatting to you. Um, It's been amazing. And thank you again for your time. Um, If anyone, like any of the listeners, want to follow you online, where can they find you?
1: Um, Cassie barker Oh, was that
0: sorry? <laughs> if they want you, if you want them to follow
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> they have to. Um, <laughs> um Cassie barker on everything, which is obviously super um, innovative and creative for someone who works in marketing. um, But yeah, uh, that's where you can find me. And thank you so much for having me on as well. It's been so nice to chat um, all things sobriety.
0: Exactly. It's been amazing. Thank you so, so much. Enjoy the rest of your evening and we'll thank speak soon. Thank so you much. See you soon. Bye. once again, thank you so much for listening. If you want to find me online, I am on Instagram at Sober Gay Podcast. I am also on TikTok under at the Sober Gay underscore. I'll see you next week.